Joe, Sportsnet, 5-9 the fan, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning. Leafs game day. Can you, okay, if, true, fact, can you help me with something? Okay. I realize I'm the one that should be able to answer this, but we've been spending more time with each other together. Uh-huh. Is this Friday that's hitting me, or is it the Leafs? Oh, it's a good question. Because I'm, you, you made the grave mistake. Uh-huh. Of parking your car at the same rough time as <laughs> no. me this morning, and Try we had. Avoid doing that. I know you. Hey, man, you had your chance. You know I'm a lingerer at my yeah. car. You could have, I don't know, done something. No, I know, but you can't be rude. Like once we make eye contact, but once I, you know that I see you. I can't just like abandon you. Go up the elevator. I gotta be honest. I'd get it. Like, I'm a lot in the mornings. I'm chatty. <laughs> and I'm not. Like, you're I, not. No, but the no. problem is, is you're cordial. I think a lot of people yeah. in your position that did not mm. want to talk to me would just do exactly that. A lot of grunts. Yeah. But you are like, morning, man. How you doing? Like, you mm. really open the door. And once it's, it's open, bam, I'm coming in. So from the jump that you saw me today, you can attest. I'm in a, yeah. in a pretty peppy, good mood. I, so do I would we think say, Friday? Do we think Leafs? See, I would, I would normally lean towards the Friday, but I do know how much you've been yearning for some Leafs. I, I think it's the Leafs thing, yeah, honestly. If Although, I'm, if I'm truly evaluating the situation. I, I, as much as I'm yearning to watch the Leafs, mm -hmm. I'm arguably yearning more to talk about them, though. So it's like, it's still so far away from me getting to talk about the <laughs> Wait, Leafs. Wait, we can talk about them now. You mean talk about yeah, a the game. game. Okay, okay. Right. Like, yeah. I, like, the game. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to do it here, like... Picking at the carcass of Klingberg, like I need some, I need mm. a new spice in my life. I need a goaltender, oh, you know, story or something. How about Vili Huso not being with the Red Wings anymore? He went back to Detroit because he welcomed his child into the world, his second child. So Alex Lyon making his first start uh, mm. as a D Detroit Red Wing on Man. the back end of back to backs. That's uh, I mean, that's uh, no James Reimer. They, they James Reimer yesterday got lit up by uh, the Ottawa Senators. Forgot he was there. Yeah. Leafs uh, legend. Um, and it is going to be Ilya Samsonov getting the start for the Leafs in tonight's game. So Joe Wall gets the lesser team, uh, the team in, in more turmoil this season in Minnesota on Sunday. Hi, okay. Mm. Not to do too much hot schedule talk again. No, please. Okay. So the Red Wings and the Wild get screwed on playing back-to-backs yeah. overseas. Yes. But at least for Detroit, they're done. They play today's game, back to Detroit they yeah. go. I don't know if immediately they get on the plane, but they they won't be around for the weekend. Mm. They're, after today's game, at about 5 o'clock Eastern time, the Red Wings have fulfilled their European obligations. <sighs> go back. I mean, the, the Wild get it real bad. They got the back-to-back, -back and they have to play the final game of yeah. this global series. Is there value? If you had to pick, would you rather the Leafs played the back-to-back, -back, but we're done with this journey earlier on? Hmm. I don't know, because I looked at the wing schedule. They play their first game back on Wednesday, which Jeez. does feel like... I, I guess not, though, if they're leaving today or tomorrow. I guess that's not that tight of a turnaround. Um, I guess my opinion on this would be I wish it never happened and I don't know why these games are over mm. there. Okay, well, Shocker that that's where I landed. I'm going to enjoy watching afternoon hockey. 
uh, weekday afternoon hockey because yeah, I don't work a normal job. So that like that fits my lifestyle. Yeah, Thank you very un- much. Unlike me, I actually care about the common man and you out there is going to no. be sitting in your cubicle. I feel awful for you. Ben, he doesn't care about you. No, don't forget that. Honestly, if they could start playing some of these hockey games at like 10 in the morning, that would be just ideal for me. Anyways, uh, that's just me. Uh, this insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. Scheduling note, Real Kipper and Born 5 to 7 tonight on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan and Sportsnet. Speaking of the Real Kipper part, it's Nick Kiprios. How's it going, Kipper? Ben, Gunner, what's going on? How are we doing? So, uh, are we are we fans of the... Uh... The okay. nine thirty NFL game, you guys good with I that? Like that? I don't mind it. Like, like it's kind of it. cool. I'm not yeah. sure my wife likes it when I turn it on uh, first thing in the morning, but uh, I'm okay with it. I like my morning sports as a curiosity or something that's not like the the full entree of my sporting diet, right? Like NFL at nine thirty, it's a nice like it's a little appetizer. I could pick at it. I can have it on. I can be in and out of the game if I need to. But my Leaf game, I I like it seven p.m. And, <laughs> and Kipper, I know you guys have a nice early call time because of that that puck drop time. So don't tell me you're too big of a fan of an eight thirty yeah. start on a on yeah. A Saturday I just morning. Uh, it's probably just where things are heading. Uh, there there's a race to to for, for cash uh, mm. in, in Europe, and I, I listen. The NHL will never touch what's going on with the NFL and. You know, when Wembley Stadium and 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 the money that's being thrown to them out there, uh, but they got to start somewhere. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's smaller country in Sweden, but there's there's money to be had there. They're just uh, and I think we're gonna see every year something like like this uh, involve uh, hockey clubs. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know what that means. Like for the NFL, the the idea of having an an actual NFL franchise or maybe a couple or like a European division makes some sense. Like I don't like what is the ultimate end game for the NHL? It's not, like are they really like I don't know. Fifty years from now, are we talking about having NHL franchises in Europe? Is that the ultimate end game? Like where is where is the the money flowing in from from Sweden? The other thing is yeah. like I've been surprised in talking to Josh Cloak, who's over there yesterday. Like apparently there's not a ton of Leaf fans over there. Where I, I thought they would have a foothold, considering the the Swedish history of this team. Yeah, I, I can't speak of that. I I still can imagine that the Leafs have a a stranglehold of uh, of loyal followers through the likes of. You know, especially what's going on, uh, the, the continued celebration of uh, Boreas Salming's life uh, to Matt's. And I, I don't know where Willie Nylander sits, uh, you know, uh, moving forward here. But uh, there's no question that, uh, you know, there there has to be uh, an above all love for the Toronto Maple Leafs in, in Stockholm uh, but I, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see a, a hockey club in say Sweden and an NHL team. Like they've got, they've got some good pro leagues that, uh, have done a wonderful job of eventually sending great players to the national hockey league. You don't, you don't want to cut them off at the knees by putting a NHL team there. Um, because it, it, it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be necessarily great for their their premier leagues over there. Um, but I, I think it's just a matter of appeasing 
some some fans out there. There's there's broadcast rights out there, guys, that they'd love to uh, raise and charge more. And you know, there's there's streaming, there's merchandise, there's there's different ways to to try to drive revenue out of not only Sweden but Europe. Um, you know, Germany is in many ways the 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 machine uh that drives the economy uh can, can they get a, a foothold in, in germany and, and and again this is all about uh broadcasting rights as well and subscriptions and all of it that's what they're trying to do well sends sends oilers in uh in deutschland uh next year maybe uh dry saddle <laughs> in stutzla there they certainly would have loved uh loved his ot winner there yesterday um you know i don't want to belabor the sweden part too much but i i got to go back to it for just one sec just with you you talking to mats yesterday uh, earlier this week on the show that was an awesome interview and again i'll i'll remind anyone who missed it go check it out uh, on the pods wherever you get it real Ki- real kipper and born you guys did a wonderful job with it but and you know feel free to correct me if i'm wrong kipper but it feels like he's been i don't even want to say arm's length but just not as much a part of it as some of the other sweetest legends for other clubs i mean we know alfredson and the responsibilities he has in the Sensorg, but they've got him on the bench him and lidstrom are doing a tandem press conference are you a little surprised that sundin has seemed again i don't want to make it seem like he's trying to stand away from the team but he certainly doesn't seem as as a part of it as maybe a, an alfredson and a lidstrom do are you, are you surprised by that and again you you would know you, you spoke to him this week yeah the answer, uh, Gunner, is no. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I, I, again, it, it's a very individual thing in terms of 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 where you see your life after you retire and how much you want to be involved and what are the other things in in life that you want to do. Uh, Daniel Alfredson lives in Ottawa. Matt Sundin does not live in Toronto, and uh, and and that's a that's a game changer. Uh, for for how much you can be involved in what you want to do and um matt has been a matt loves the toronto maple leafs i i i've known that from the moment uh i got traded to toronto and uh and met him that uh he's as loyal to the leafs and you don't have to go too far back to remember that he never wanted to be traded and uh you know although leaf fans have mixed feelings on on you know, on that, mm-hmm. and, and why didn't you, why didn't you lift your no trade clause uh, and and bring us assets back? But it's just simple: uh, the the loyalty to the Toronto Maple Leafs and and the love, and he never wanted to, he never wanted to put another uniform on ever again. And uh, although he he tried it in Vancouver, uh, it never felt right to him, mm-hmm. and and he knew that. And he knows that today. Saying that, he, he mentioned on our show that uh, he's got a young family. They're very active. He's very close to his family in Sweden. And I think uh, he knew from the moment he first played a hockey game in North America for Quebec that he would end up going back home again. So I think he's he's doing what he wants to do. He's with the people that he loves. Um, and, and supports and respects friends and family. But the Leafs, they have access to him uh, anytime. You know, he's, back, he's been in Toronto two or three times, or sometimes he's in town. Mm. Nobody even knows about it. And, uh, and for now, 
that has to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's not uh, it's not asking for the spotlight. Um, well, and I just want to hammer this home, Kipper, and like I know you're not saying this, but some people may be taking this the wrong way. This isn't a Dave Keon situation here, okay? Mm-hmm. The guy just likes living in Sweden. Like, is that kind of well, a fair way to put it, but, Kipper? But is there is there some is there some animosity, like a little bit? And we we heard this from you know Gord Stalick, you know, put it in my my brain a little bit that yeah, I mean, you mentioned the no trade clause thing that yeah, the organization did let it be known um, either directly or or through leaks that yeah they 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 would have preferred they would have of course liked to have gotten assets back and and perhaps there was eh, maybe Matt wasn't too pleased about the idea of, of fans knowing the inner workings of, of yeah. what was going down there at the deadline uh, I'll be honest with you the Matt Sundin I know that would would not hold a grudge okay and the people that were there there's a lot of people that aren't there anymore uh same thing with David Keon, you know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, the the people that were responsible are no longer there. There's new people. There's uh, new attitudes, and uh, and and just the Matt Sundin I know would 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 never sit there and say, um, you know, I I, I still hold ill mm-hmm. will feelings uh, over the end of my career. That that to me would never cross my mind. You know who feels like a different dude is uh, William Nylander. Uh, and he's the star of the show here, right? Like for for a team with lots of stars, he he's not generally the the first one you think of, not the first guy that that you go to with a microphone. But when he returns to his home country, he's he's been the guy that has been the focal point of a number of media scrums. Do you think he enjoys this? Uh, Willie Styles, yeah. <laughs> when, when you got that as a as a handle, uh, how can you not? I, I think. Uh, I think he has no problem posing for a picture, and uh, I don't think he, uh, he he minds it at all. I wrote a my art, my weekly article for the Toronto Star. You can find it at uh, on my Twitter account at uh, Real Kipper. Uh, I opened up uh, the first line with it's uh, it's nice to be Willie Nylander right now as a guy uh, who's enjoying the height of his NHL career and. And looking at a contract now that will put him perhaps in the top 10 of highest paid players in the game. So, yeah, definitely a good time to be Willie. Yeah, very, very good time. Uh, maybe less good time to be another Swede. Uh, also, uh, well, he no, he doesn't have long hair. I don't know why I think he does. Uh, John Klingberg. Uh, th- I'm just going to read you a tweet from Luke Fox, tell you where my mind goes with it, and then I'd, I'd like your reaction. John Klingberg says his injury is something he's been managing throughout his career. Unsure if he can play Sunday, says at least it's a good sign he felt well enough to skate today optimistic this won't derail his season now that last line to me kipper that sounds to me like a guy saying uh 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 don't you try to put me on ltir no 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 roby island for me uh am i reading way too much into this or do you think there's there's something at play there kipper well first of all uh this guy has had two hip surgeries uh i think he's had his hand or finger reconstructed as well so we you were always dealing with a guy with a tremendous amount of wear and tear here uh, when you brought him in. So whatever's going on, uh, there seems to be uh, some leeway in terms of uh, understanding that there might've been nights when he needs to take off. So it doesn't sound like it's anything uh, serious at the moment. 
but you know, when when you're dealing with athletes towards the uh, latter part of their careers, and I'll use Matt Murray as an example, um, there there is there is scenarios where they're not 100%. So now all of a sudden you you find that 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 cusp line a little bit, and where are you good enough to play, and when you're not. And sometimes it has to do a lot with your performance. There's some guys that can can perform great at 70%. There's others that are completely useless. Mm. So I, I don't know where Klingberg's going to fit in all of this and whether or not you know he'll ever feel 100% again at, with with the injuries uh, that he is he is speaking of or managing whatever issues he has. And you'll just have to go... From there, um, you know, it takes two to tangle with uh, long-term injury reserve. You got to have a guy that's willing to go down that path. Matt Murray, even though he was cleared at the end of last year where he had the ability to go play in the playoffs and then he was cleared in his medical exit, can turn around and then go on long-term IR. Uh, based on that that cusp line that kind of fluctuates and moves and has to deal with, you know, how well you perform. Will he end up on a long-term IR? Like, nobody knows. Uh, you just have to see if he wakes up one day and says, you know, this injury that I was talking to you guys about that I've been managing my whole career, yeah, can't do it anymore. So uh, this is where I'm going. I'm going to Robodaya Island. It, it is a possibility. Uh, I don't rule it out. Uh, just it's up to him. It's up to the club. It's up to them to both decide together. But it takes two to tangle on the uh, long-term IR. And uh, right now, it doesn't appear Klingberg's uh, ready to uh, look at it as a viable option as of yet. Yeah, he's 31. He's a pending free agent. It's it's a it's a hard one for me to get my brain there that he he would sign up for it. But yeah, maybe if the injury is, you know. The, it's it's beyond the cusp line that, that maybe that becomes a possibility. I think the more likely scenario it does feel like Kipper is that, yeah, he, re- he recovers uh, enough to to be deemed healthy and they give him another shot because at last we saw against the Vancouver Canucks in a very sheltered role, he's, you know, he didn't stand out as bad, right? At least did not allow a single five-on-five goal against. It's a low bar considering what we saw from him defensively throughout the course of the entire season, like what? How do they deploy him? How do they make this work until reinforcements arrive somewhere in I don't know January February with four million dollars of John Klingberg? Well, it's it's real simple here. I, I think is that the team has to play better and actually uh, insulate him a little bit here, and uh, to just look at uh, the last few teams. Uh, They've that have struggled defensively, and and Anaheim, of course, was a disaster last year. Uh, they've turned it around so far, which is great. But uh, he has to be on a good team. He has to be on a good team with uh, some some depth around him. And I think that if if the Leafs in in the last week have played better and uh, looked a little better, uh, he he'll look better too. Uh, but that's still. We'll see what this weekend brings, but if they can tighten up defensively and and get more balance outside of Matthews and Marner and Nylander and Tavares carrying the offense, uh, 
uh, I think there's a better chance that, uh, you know, he'll have success. Yeah, last one for you before we let you go. Do you have any read on what to expect in these games uh, coming up for the Leafs? I mean, we saw the one yesterday. Ottawa gets out to a 4 nothing lead. The game goes to overtime. Stutzla wins it in the dying seconds. I mean, I feel like anything and everything is in the cards for these these next two games for the Leafs, just with the, how long the layoff's been and and quite honestly how Jekyll and Hyde the, t- the team's been all year long too. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that, Gunner. Everybody wants to say this is the best thing that can happen. We're bonding, you know. Uh, Willie's feeding us Swedish meatballs, uh, you know. So, and then there's others that says, no, it's the worst thing that uh, uh, this could. This timing's horrible, and you know they're going to come back and they're going to get screwed up with the time change. It's going to take them a week, ten days to come back. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, Let's just drop the puck and see how focused they are and how structured they are. And can they pick up where they, where they left off here with a feeling like uh, uh, we can play more games like we did against the Vancouver Canucks and we're out of this funk and we're finally, you know, feeling uh, uh, we're we're a 20 man unit out here. Uh, I'm real interested this afternoon to see how this thing starts. Uh, or are we going to see uh, wide open? It's not over till the last shot uh, scenario that the Ottawa Senators and the Red Wings uh, provided. So uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But where does it go from here with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Is anyone's guess right now? I'm leaning over. Uh, over six and a half goals in the hockey game this <laughs> afternoon. That's just one man's opinion. Coach will not like it. Yeah. I can confirm that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just, uh, you know. Again, judging by nine goals yesterday between the Ascends and Red Wings, the Red Wings playing on the back end of back-to-backs. All right, uh, Kipper, always a pleasure. Again, real Kipper and Bourne, 5-7, to seven, Sportsnet 590, the fan at Sportsnet. Uh, we'll be watching. Enjoy the game this afternoon, guys. You too. Uh, he was our insider, Nick Kipperos was, and he was brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit donvalleynorthlexus.com. Calm. Like maybe the John Klingberg LTIR mm. thing becomes a thing if, yeah, Bradford Living's like, hey, uh, would you like to have a front office job at the conclusion <laughs> of your career? Because at 32 years old, it's probably, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The idea that you're going to hang them up after this season, it, it feels like a far cry. But if you're putting yourself on LTIR for the entirety of the season, like, yeah, are you, are you saying that you're no longer going to play National Hockey League hockey? I don't think that is. I think there's very it has to happen sooner rather than later for this plan to take fruition. But if there, it's the Matt Murray. Like, do you want to have this surgery now while you're mm. under contract, or do you want to have it in the summer when you are looking for a new job? Because guess what, it ain't going to be here. Like, I don't think he's going to be signing up for it. I don't think this is like his but, chief plan, but I do think at a certain point in time, he has to be pragmatic about this. Like, forget about the Leafs and how yeah. it helps them. There is some element of that, of being seen to be a good soldier and, you know, true living is respected across the league. So I wonder if that element of it helps him. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not completely ruling it out though the way you are i'm not saying it's going to happen i think it is more likely uh, than not that he is an issue on the leafs cap for the bulk of the season but i'm not ruling it out by any means so if okay if whatever is going on with john klingberg yeah and again we don't know yeah, what we it don't is. know uh, kipper did outline some of the career injuries and they've been significant yep and many for john klingberg could be any one of those could be something else mm-hmm. if it is something that 
could require surgery, and he has season-ending surgery and puts himself on LTIR for the conclusion of this season. Doesn't play the rest of his year. And so, you know, goes into the offseason with the last mm-hmm. memories of him in the NHL as a guy that could barely stay on the ice considering his defensive limitations and coming off of surgery. That's like a PTO guy. Well, is it better than being a press box guy and a healthy scratch at certain points in time? Like, like it's not going to be any better if he continues to play. Mm. Is it? Do you think there's some turnaround for John Klingberg where all of a sudden some team is dying to give him even 2 million bucks next year? Mm. I, <laughs> he was pretty bad the last two years and still got four million bucks. Well, and I think a lot of people, myself included, pointed out going, what on earth are you doing? Why would you give that guy that money? So, yes, agreed, Ben. He shouldn't have got 4.15 on. Oh, did they wait? No, the first day of free agency. Yeah. Agreed. Should not have happened. Yeah. I'm just saying people can convince themselves of some weird stuff. If, you know, they shelter him to the high heavens and he's still getting some power play time. But he's playing limited time, five and five, and they're giving him even more defensive zone draws, which I don't know if they can. Like yeah. I feel like they I mean, max them out. They, they, they don't make any more. Yeah. <laughs> All out of those. Or, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Sorry, one, offensive zone draws. Yeah. One other note uh, as well for today's game. Just I was surprised. Uh, Luke Fox, he uh, just put out a little write-up with all his stuff today. I was uh, quickly perusing it here. Justin Hall. Healthy scratch yesterday for the Wings. Ooh. I think people would be surprised to see that. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know... Uh, what's been going on. My understanding is they I thought he was having a good season. Relatively happy. So I wonder if this is a little, you know, a little give him a breather heading into the back-to-back. I don't know why he would need that, but sneaky older than you think. But uh, that was surprising to me. So just thought I would uh, well, make note of that as we talk about defensemen who are struggling. If he gets back in the lineup today, a guaranteed goal. Uh, <laughs> well, there's going to be a thousand of them. Yeah, so. so yeah, why not? Who else? I'm trying to think. Uh Gary Bettman himself will score against the Leafs oh, just to say, really rub salt in the wound for James me. Reimer is going to come on in relief and he's going to fire in a goalie goal, empty netter. God, yeah. if, it, if it would happen to any team, yeah. honestly. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll talk to Mike Rupp, the originator of Goodbye Good Mornings. Mm. Should I explicitly tell him what happened after I, that or just end it with good morning? Hmm. You know what? It's a surprise for all of you. You and I will discuss. All right. Mike Rupp, former NHL forward, NHL network analyst, joins us next as the Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL, the J.D. Bunkus Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590, the fan, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning. I feel like, okay, so afternoon weekday sporting events, obviously not convenient for many people, but yes. Fridays are different, man. Like, you're on the roads with me on Fridays. Like, traffic patterns are different on Fridays. I feel like a lot of people take half days, take Fridays off. They're able to. Not everybody's able to. I yeah, understand. But I, like, again, uh, you want to take up for all the people playing hooky? Good on you if you're playing hooky to watch the Leafs play this afternoon. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. But me, I feel awful. For everyone out there, rotten, mm. chained at their desk, mm. or working from home, or whatever work is what about in 2023. The, the the people that work nights who are like, I never get to watch the Leafs live. Uh, like, something finally. tells me they might need to sleep if they're going to work <laughs> at night. Something tells me I that. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Shout out to them. Maybe I'm thinking about those people. I, I You're can't. not. You're definitely not. You're just <laughs> thinking about yourself. Yeah. This works for me. Two yeah, o'clock. There you go. Leafs and Red Wings tonight. Sportsnet 59 The Fan. Uh, pre-game at 1.30. See if it works for our next guest. Mike Rupp, uh, former NHL forward, NHL network analyst. You like yourself a two o'clock uh, in the afternoon Friday NHL game, Mike? 
Oh, I love it. I loved yesterday at uh, on Thursday also, but I also my job is to watch hockey, so that kind of doesn't really mess mess with my daily schedule too much. Um, but hey, listen, I was just thinking while you guys were saying that, I'm like, hey, if they ever want, if any of these, uh, if they ever want to get everybody off of cable, let's just start scheduling all these afternoon things, and everyone's going to be streaming at their desks at work and, oh, yeah. uh, and all that jazz. So that's a way to kind of force everybody over, I guess. We're not trying to do that. Uh, uh, we notably work for a cable company, so no, we're trying to do the opposite. No, no, I know. Okay. I know. I'm just saying. Just Take say it, it easy. Take it easy. Um, <laughs> I like 2 p.m. I don't necessarily like the big gap the Leafs have had between their last game and today's game in Sweden against the Detroit Red Wings, but at last we saw them against the Vancouver Canucks last Saturday. They were taking two instigator penalties in the first period, sticking up for their teammates, something they didn't do against the Boston Bruins and Brad Marchand a couple of games prior to that. Mike, is that an indication? I know it was a long time ago, but like, is is that an indication that some of the messaging surrounding this team and maybe an actual uh, meeting with the, the GM uh, talking about this team's togetherness or lack thereof, is there maybe an indication that that, that is changing considering last we saw them actually sticking up for the, the themselves and their teammates? Yeah, but I, I actually saw and thought that this was changing even prior to that Boston incident because I remember earlier in the season, I think it was, was it against, uh, I don't know if it was against Montreal. I, I remember Bertuzzi did that wrap Montreal was the first, kind of, it was first game of the season. Yeah, it was Montreal. All right, perfect. Yeah, so great start to the season, right? It, to just in, in regards to kind of adding some other things and, and elements to your game. And I remember Bertuzzi did that wrap around. <laughs> took a couple extra digs on the puck and the first guy in there was Austin, right? Like, so, and, and it started kind of this little melee on the ice and I'm like, all right, cool. Like these guys are starting to, you know, do that for each other and, and, and look like they're trying to make it. And it was automatic. It wasn't thought about. It was just as soon as the play happened, everybody started getting in there. Um, all the Leafs got in there. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I would consider that Bruins one a, a, a slip up. I, I, I just think that this team, it's not their nature and you're trying to make it that, and they have gotten better in that area, but it needs to be just automatic. And, and more so even, I just find that those things, there's a certain level of togetherness that you get out of that. And I know that sounds stupid and, and it's not the name of the game anymore, but you know, I was talking the other day with, uh, uh, Sean Dersey and you know he's he's from I think Mississauga he's playing for uh, for the Yotes and and there's a I was at a Ranger game it was Yotes uh, Rangers game at MSG and at the end of the game there's a little bit of a melee going on and we we're just kind of talking about it and if those are the moments where and he, he kind of referenced it too where it's like those are the moments where they lost that game but you go inside the locker room you're you're, you're sharing stories about what happened out there <laughs> what guys were saying what was going on and. You got the ice bags on, and, and those are that 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 galvanizes you. It brings you to another level, and that's automatic. And guys, don't even think twice. No matter who you are, getting in there for one another, I, f- I feel like you're, you're able to find another another level. And so, to your point, was, I, I think that that Boston one was just a little bump in the road. It was addressed. It was vocal inside the room, I'm sure, because it was outside the room. And uh, I think this team will be much better with that.
Yeah, and to your point, like, obviously everyone is going to rightly so point to the fights and the instigators that they took. Like, that is the thing that's kind of front of mind for for everybody. But even earlier on in, in that game, you know, Jake McCabe, first time he's out there, somebody's in front of the goalie, he just gives a couple of hacks. Get out of here. Mark Giordano, same exact thing. And I think that's the kind of element that, that we've talked about missing from, from this Leafs team in the past. And again, like, we've talked about it with you ad, ad nauseum. You know, we talk about this break. What do you think it's like for a team going through this? Because, you know, we were talking about if this Sweden trip can be a bit of a reset and it almost feels like they have two resets. They have the reset to get over to Sweden and then they're going to have another one because they're going to have basically another week layoff. I mean, it's so out of character for for the NHL. I mean, we've seen bye weeks in the past. Guys take the all-star break off, but two games in a, uh, I think a 14 game span or a 13 day span for, for the Leafs and the other teams that are over there. It's just, it's, it's really not anything NHLers typically go through. No, it's uh, I think the, the long-term and uh, the long-term plan and decision-making in, in regards to this, as far as the season is doing it the right way. Like let's give these guys time to get over there get acclimated. I mean, it's supposed to be a trip. It's a business trip for all these teams, all four teams over in Sweden, it's business, but it's also like, enjoy it. You know what I mean? And that's why when you have certain teams, like going over there, Ottawa and the Minnesota wild, I'm like, Oh man, like I hope they can still kind of get away and enjoy this. Cause it's not really good um, prior to them going over. Right. But these are those moments too, where you gotta, you gotta use this. I mean, I remember I, I played in Sweden with the Rangers the first two games of the regular season, I think back in 20, I don't know when it was, 2012 maybe. And uh, I don't remember if we won or lost the games, mm. but I remember that, I remember that, man, we had a time and just uh, nothing crazy. Just, I got I got to see parts of the world I never seen before with guys that uh, were in the same boat. Right. And, and we, uh, it was neat. So I think that that's a, a big thing, but to your point, that's kind of the, the side effects of it is it's not normal to play only two games in, in that many days. And uh, coaches would love it because they're like, oh, cool, we get some, we get guys rest, but we also get practice days. Well, you know, I think it's really important to keep those practice days a certain way. And, and, and you try not to, it, you try to stay sharp because we're just not used to that. It'd almost be better for you to just roll over there, maybe have like a, a couple days on each side of the trip, just mm-hmm. like two days. But I, I think everybody wants to be, you know, cautious with these types of things. And uh, I think it's the right move. But, yeah, there, there could be a little hiccup on, on the way there or, or even on the way back. At least on the way there, you're playing against the teams that are do, going through it, too. On the way back, I didn't even look at the schedule. You're playing against teams who've been playing every other night, it feels like. So it, it might be a disadvantage when you come back uh, to North America. Yeah, the Leafs come back for a 2 p.m. Friday start again in Chicago because of uh, American Thanksgiving, and that's the first half of the back-to-back. And yeah, you mentioned the coaches in terms of they'd like the extra practice time. Uh, Sheldon Keefe specifically was asked about yesterday's mandated off day, and uh, he did not sound thrilled. Uh, shocker, your your coach, I'm sure you would remember from your playing days, uh, coaches, they always want you guys uh, to, to get put to work. Like, it is, it is so interesting to see how different coaches handle it. And, you know, you mentioned the team aspect of it all like what minnesota's going through what ottawa was going through heading into this like could you imagine if the oilers had this trip waiting for them and you know i understand oh. geographically it just wasn't going to happen but man it, it it is important like kind of luck plays into parts of things of your season right like when you have your road trips and all of that like that's all i could think of heading of this like could you imagine if edmonton was was headed over there with everything they've got in the midst of going on now 
Yeah, I mean, it, it could go either way. I, you know, I mean, like, I, I think it, it would go either way. It's, it's either this will be a, a turning point, or this would have been. Uh, I mean, let's let's be frank. Like, I'm watching not uh, not as bad as the Edmonton situation, but I'm sitting there watching that game yesterday and uh, watching Ottawa Detroit. And when Ottawa got up four nothing, and then at, and then in the second period. Detroit running off four goals to tie that up. Mm-hmm. I remember I was thinking, I remember I turned to um, the crew I was working with. I'm like, I, honestly, if they lose this game, if Ottawa loses this game <laughs> regulation, that next game that they play over there in Sweden, that might be it for DJ, DJ Smith. If they don't yeah. win. Like they, that, that's, that's how, you know, this is a, a trip that in, 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 I don't, I'm not saying that that's the right move or I, you know, think that they should do that. I'm just, that's how the pressure on that team, right? So Edmonton would probably be a, even a higher level. So um, just in, in regards to getting results. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, the one thing I wanted to mention when you, when you're talking about coaches and practice and uh, it's, it's funny because you get to certain times of the season. I remember this as a player um, just with maybe after January and, or say you're right after Christmas time and in the new year and, and whatever. And the coach will say, we've got six scheduled practices the rest of the year. You're like, what? It's January 2nd. How do we have six <laughs> practices? What are you talking about? And when you look at the schedule, how grueling usually the second half of the season is and the the mandatory days off and, and all these different things, it's like, whoa, like we have a legitimate six days of practice for the next three plus months um, where every guy is going to be on the ice. You know, there's going to be ice available, yeah, but it's going to be optional. It's going to be pregame skates and all that. That's why I find that more and more teams, and I, John Tortorella did this back in, in, in 2012. He's like, pregame skates are overrated. We're not pregame skating. But what you do by that, I think a lot of guys, I love pregame skate, so I didn't love that we didn't have them. But what I, what I think you, an advantage you get is when you give guys off those pregame skates, now any of the quote-unquote optionals or maintenance days, everyone's probably going to go out on the ice. So you can maximize more practice time just if you get away from pregame skates. You're starting to see more and more teams do that. And I think that's a way with the schedule that the coaches can get all the players on the ice, even when it is an optional. Yeah, and I, I think the Leafs will have uh, plenty of scheduled practices when they return home from Sweden and they don't play again again, as uh, Brent mentioned, until uh, next Friday. Talking to Mike Rupp. Uh, NHL Network analyst. You can catch Mike on NHL Network's NHL Now, which you can uh, usually watch on Sportsnet 1 weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. So we get uh, our first look at the Red Wings, um, the Leafs do at least, the upstart Red Wings in the Atlantic Division, who with the single point yesterday move a point up on the Leafs, although uh, the Leafs have a game in hand. They're in third in the Atlantic. We're almost through 20 games here, Mike. Like, did, Do the Red Wings have staying power in the East this year? Yeah, I think that they're a team that's uh, that that is going to be hanging around. I'm kind of careful what I say because I don't I don't know exactly where I think they finish, but they're a team that uh, I think is I think that they find a way in. I think they find a way into the playoffs. Um, if not, they're going to be one of those teams that's a point out. Right? They're going to be. It's going to be right down the stretch. Uh, they, they've got a. A lot of things going. I'd love the build of their team and uh, a lot of the makeup as far as what they've gone for in the last uh, couple of seasons. You know, you look at the lineup. I mean, Dylan Larkin, it, he just continues to get better. And he started off the season absolutely on fire. Looks like he's shot out of a cannon. Uh, DeBrinkett's a, 
started off on fire on his wing. They've got they've got the goal scoring. This this roster can score goals, but I I love and, and right now they have it together this way. You've got some game managers that this team has mm. and gamers, and they, they they we knew they had you know they got Andrew Cop, JT Comfer, David Perron, like those guys are those guys are all situational guys, and right now they're all playing on the same line, which I love because all right, go out there do your thing. Um, but you know, when you send that group out there, you're not going to give up very much against. And uh, David Perron is, I love his game, and he just never gets old. And he just keeps going in hard, hard areas and scores big time and, and big time moments. Um, but anyways, yeah, this this team is, uh, I like them a lot. I think it's always going to come down to goaltending for this team, and uh, the same thing that we've kind of talked about with the Ottawa Senators. It was always Ottawa, Buffalo, Detroit for me. Which team's going to take that next step? Uh, right now, it, for me, I think it's Detroit. And Detroit looks like they've got some staying power to make the playoffs this year. Man, if, it feels like in 2040, David Perron is still going to be playing on somebody's third line. Like, it's remarkable the way he he has been kind of this consistent of a of a performer in, in that kind of space on a team. And, you know, I, I, I want to pick up on something you said about the Detroit build there. You know, it seems like the, the common practice among the league has been the kind of Ottawa model, the Anaheim model, if you will. Like, really bottom out really fill your cupboards with a lot of young kids, let them figure it out. And then when they start to, then you put in your Andrew cop type pieces. And it feels like the Red Wings kind of went a slightly different route with it, where they said, you know what, let's get some of those pieces in to insulate these kids. And then maybe it can help push them along. I'm not saying that's the right move for, for every team, but it's not lost on me that, that the Red Wings and, and I, you know, I realized they made the Debrinkat trade. So kind of interesting to link them, but the Red Wings and Sens kind of took almost reverse routes with this yeah I, I, I think that you have to kind of if you're going to be one of those teams that bottoms out and gets the high picks and and, and wants to develop and see what you have I, I you want to insulate them in some regards but you also need to let them play play the minutes and, and get out there and, and do their thing like, like let's use an example um with Anaheim. Anaheim this year goes and they pick up Alex Klorin, who's been banged up, right? But he's, I don't think anybody coming into this season thought Anaheim's going to be a playoff team. They look pretty good. And uh, they've got, so now it's like they got to the point where they've got enough talent there and the, the ice time that these guys, young guys are getting, it's up there. All right, let's, let's give them some veterans. And here, Radko Gudis was an awesome ad for them too and, and kind of insulate them in, in some regard. And then when you look over at uh, a team of the past few years, like the New York Rangers, they were a team when when Kako and Lafreniere came, and we've always talked a lot about the number one, the number two overall picks in different drafts, that how their development has been slowed down because that Rangers team was good. Well, they were slowed down because those, those guys didn't get the minutes. And quite frankly, I, they didn't really deserve the minutes at that time. Right? Mm-hmm. They had guys that were better, and they were a team that needed to win. And so now you're seeing them get those reps and it's just, it's just a little different where I feel like once you get talent in there, don't clog it up too much with a bunch of guys to insulate. It's almost like when you, if you want to strip it down, these young kids are going to have to be exposed to some things (laughs) and you're going to have some tough nights in the national hockey league. And you're going to be able to decipher who is, who's got thick skin, who's fighting through these things, who's not. And you can kind of build who you want. And then once you get to that point, Let's start plugging in game managers. We've got talent. 
Now let's start managing games so we can find ways to win, maybe when we don't deserve to. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting the different approaches teams have. But uh, the thing I love is staying on that Wings uh, roster, I feel like there's not a lot of game managers left in our league. Mm. And it's so valuable when you have guys that a coach can send over the boards and you can put them on different lines. You can put them all on one line, no matter what the situation is. There's a job to do. I don't have to explain to you the situation. You know it. Go out there and do a job. That's what Cop, Comfort, and Perron does. Um, and it, it's, it's invaluable. Yeah, and so far so good as uh, the Wings find themselves 8-5-3, and three, 19 points through 16 games this season. Mike, uh, this was a pleasure. Thanks for doing it. Good morning. Thank you, guys. Enjoy, uh, enjoy afternoon hockey today. And uh, I was joking about everybody streaming because I'm also employed by a cable company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cable is good. So good. I would just like cable to be on the our record. More, yeah. more cords. Yeah. Don't cut them. Yeah. See you, Mike. <laughs> See ya. Uh, Mike Rupp. Or NHL forward, NHL network analyst. You got him that time. He was I, like, whoa, this guy's weird. No, he I, thinks he, or, or do you think he was trying to make his cable joke and that's why he got tripped up? I'm not 100% sure. I was about to follow up on that of was that weird for you that he just, like, yeah, I, 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 I was didn't know so what to close do. to following up. Well, I guess that means we got to talk to Rupp again in like three weeks and try this again. Oh, that'll be a pleasure. It will yeah, be. It'll be, you know what? Pleasure. I was going to say it'd be our pleasure. Really, it would be. <laughs> Uh, text line is always open, 590-590. Please include your name and location. Um, Andrew and Muskoka texting in. Uh, I won't read the first one he sent, but I do like where he's going with it with just time to get Gunner going is how he started it. Uh, Generally speaking, no, you don't, have, you to don't have You really don't have to try very hard. You just have to be like, the Leafs aren't playing right now, and uh, then I get irrationally angry. But I did think this, I don't know how it works, but I think this is an interesting idea he throws out. Uh, I'm going to amend uh, his wording of it. But if you want to send teams over to Europe, he wants to see a six or eight team in-season tournament over there. Maybe you do it with the lesser than teams towards the tail end oh, of the season. Send, send the dregs well, to okay. Sweden. Well, they sent the wild over there. <laughs> but also the Leafs. Who apparently no one cares about, yeah. according to Josh Cloak. <laughs> the, him him thinking he saw someone in a Leafs jersey to <laughs> only several employee. team employees was just... <laughs> Perfectly, oh, perfectly. You can't checks. write that stuff. You really can't. Uh, I think that's interesting. Like the idea of if you're going to send teams over there, have it be a bit of an event. Don't have it be just, okay, they're playing four games or three games or whatever it is. Mm. Good luck. Have at it. I don't know if it's a little in-season tournament, if you're going to do that. I don't know. This is a... Uh, you, is... you didn't read the rest of the text where he's like, oh, oh they play for draft no, picks because, or something, because no, that no, never ne- works no, in you, any sport when do... we talk about those. Like, the players don't want the draft. Like, no, the guys you... that can take our jobs. Yeah, you know what you do is <laughs> you do the NBA thing. And mm-hmm. if you think LeBron James wants 500 oh, yeah, money, grand, yeah. well, imagine how be... much Tim Stutzla wants 20 bucks, yeah. you know, <laughs> or whatever the NHL be. It's like, <laughs> Tim's cards for everyone. Is that Stutzla goal in overtime yesterday? Like one of the, I don't know. I, I don't. It's not top ten in NHL. Like where? Where is it? Like is that one of the goals that we'll look back on as being one of the all time goals? Like it's pretty amazing, right? Like we've seen it before. But puck's getting batted in, but it's the dying seconds of overtime, and it like it. You can see it coming, and it is like an incredible hand eye coordination. Like it's 
No, you're it's not buying fine. it. It's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice goal. I like my nice hockey goals to be real hockey. I'm the, I'm the person. Well, because I, everyone always tells not real hockey. Everyone always tells me, what? oh, the greatest Ovechkin goal is the one where he does no. a somersault against the Coyotes, that's and it's under or that's overrated. Okay, yeah. but my problem with that is like that's not a great hockey play. That's great flexibility and spatial awareness and also that <laughs> I like my great hockey goals to be like Connor McDavid, Danson yeah. Riley or the one against the Rangers. Yeah, Not and pucks out of midair is a hockey play. It's impressive. I just like, I need a little more wow. dangle. I need a little okay. more snipe. I need something if it's going to be top anything. Um, and I'm ornery because the Leafs haven't played a game in hundred well, years. And, and speaking of overtime, man, Leafs have eight wins, but only four in regulation. Red Wings have three more regulation wins than the Leafs this season. Only a point up on them, though. Change that game. today. It's a big game. One thirty pregame, game uh, 2 o'clock, puck drop, Sportsnet 590. The Fan will be back on Monday. Fan Morning Show. Fan and Sprint Gunning, Sportsnet 590. The Fan. Good morning. morning.